Wickedness is real. Oppression is real. But more real is our victory. For this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. God has commissioned Dr. David Oyedebo, the presiding bishop of Winners Chapel International, to preach the word of faith, liberating men everywhere from all oppression of the devil. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to rule in the midst of your enemies and subdue them under your feet. Worship you. Bless his name this morning. Bless his name is an awesome God. The God that never sleeps nor slumbers. The God that never fails. The God that never lies. Magnify him what a faithful father he is. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, righteous Jesus. Lord, we worship you. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Do what only you can do in our lives this morning. As you prove yourself faithful again this morning. Magnify yourself again in our midst. And let everyone return with a change of story. Thank you, faithful Father. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Now, I would like you to pick up your Bibles. We are going to pray one prayer. Pick up your Bibles. This um, has been a prayer that has been in my heart since Friday. And I would like us to pray it. Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2. And I would like you to pray this prayer with all your heart. Because there are certain levels of breakthrough that God wants to bring to somebody's way. God is about bringing you into a strange realm of breakthrough. If you believe it, say louder, amen. amen. Matthew chapter 2, read verse 19 and 20. Matthew chapter 2, verse 19 and 20. It says, but when Herod was dead, who was dead? Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise and take the young child, the young child, and his mother, and go into the land of Israel, for they are dead which sought the young child's life. Glory to God. Now, grammatically, that's wrong. When you look at it from the English perspective, the Bible says, when Herod was dead. Now, if you read the last part of verse 20, it said, they are dead. That's just one man that died. So why are we saying they? If it's one person that died, Herod, it should be, he is dead. But the Bible says, they are dead. Now, what that means is, Herod was the public enemy. There were other secret enemies of Jesus that they never knew. What God is about to do in somebody's life, every secret enemy, today they shall be wasted. Now, now I would like you to get angry in your spirit. Now, hear this. Listen, listen. There are people you think they are your friends, they are not your friends. There are people that smile with you, but within them, if they have opportunity to kill you, they would have killed you. But the good news is this. God will frustrate all their plans. 
Are you aware? If God is to open your heart, eh? To see the heart of those, open your eyes to see the heart of those that are standing beside you. You won't stand beside them. Over. I'm telling you the truth. Some of you will run. If God is to open your eyes to see the heart of some people that you call neighbors, the heart of some people that you call friends, you won't stand close to them. Glory to Jesus. There are public enemies. Those are the ones you know. But the most dangerous kind of enemies are the secret enemies. The ones you don't know. Are you set to pray this morning? Lift up your voice and say, Oh God of my Father, every secret enemy of my life, every secret enemy of my destiny, may they expire by fire. Lift up your voice, pray that prayer with all your heart. Every secret enemy, Wherever they are, in my place of work, in my neighborhood, in my family, every secret enemy of my destiny, Father, expose them by fire. Lero Sataba Lata Bagada 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 Bralanto Rekete Bregedebo. Is somebody still praying this morning? Lada Rato Sagada Priatela Rekoto Bodojo Godobrodo Londiale Rikato Saga Paratalanda Yadadada Barada 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 Yekoto Brogodobo everyone standing on my path of destiny anyone obstructing my glorious destiny lord i decree let your vengeance come upon them Thank you, faithful Father. Lord, we give you thanks and praise. Lord, we worship and we celebrate you. Thank you, mighty Redeemer. Thank you, mighty Redeemer. Blessed be to your mighty name. In the name of Jesus. Anyone against your life and against your destiny. I decree they are dead. Yeah. I said they are dead. Yeah. Lift up those two hands and give him thanks. Give him thanks, give him thanks, give him thanks, give him thanks. Power belongs to you. Power belongs to you. It's a very simple song. In heaven and on earth, all power belongs. Power belongs to you.
sin. Whatever you have been carrying, the favor you have been expecting, the breakthrough you have been carrying and desiring, I decree in this month of September, it shall be delivered. I said it shall be delivered. Now, I just had God say this. I must tell you, you know, we tell you whatever God says. He said, every delivery comes with pains. You understand that? That's what I heard him say. I didn't think of that when I was saying that. He just said it. Every delivery comes with what? With pains. There are people that will go through labor pain this month. The amen has reduced. <laughs> Have you seen a woman give birth without labor pain? So why didn't you say amen? There are people that we need to go through labor pain this month. Okay, 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 okay. Hear what God is saying. God is saying you have gone through the labor pain already. Glory to God. Now this shall be your month of delivery. I said this shall be your month of delivery. In the name of Jesus. Whatever needs to be born. That we put smile in your face. That we make you enjoy rest. It shall be born this month. I said it shall be born this month. All from January till August. You have been pregnant. This month shall be your month of delivery. In the name of Jesus. Somebody will deliver testimonies. Somebody will deliver a miracle job. Somebody will give birth to a miracle house. Someone here is a miracle car. Someone is promotion. Someone is a lifting. Someone is a miracle baby. Someone is a miracle marriage. Someone is a miracle pregnancy. And so shall it be. I declare that the month of September shall be your month of honor. Your month of testimonies. People will gather around you to celebrate this month. In the name of Jesus. It will not be an empty month for you. This month shall not be a barren month for you. It shall be a month of divine encounters. And so shall it be. In Jesus' precious name. Would you help me want to welcome like five, six persons to the month of September? Tell them you're welcome to the month of September. Welcome to the month of September. I rejoice with you. It's your month of delivery. Every good thing shall be delivered to you this month. Everything that God has reserved for you shall be delivered this month. No overdue pregnancy this month. No prolonged pregnancy this month. No premature delivery this month. You are delivering the best of God this month. And so shall it be in Jesus' precious name. Put those hands together for the Lord and please be seated. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, we answer you. Take full charge and let your name be glorified. In Jesus' precious name. Shout a believing amen. amen. Shout a louder amen. amen. One more time on behalf of God's servant, the presiding bishop over this commission, Bishop David Oyedipo, I heartily welcome you to the month of September in the name of Jesus. We have entered the ember month. Are you excited? Glory to God. For the people of the world, they call it September. October. November, 
December. But for you, it shall be September good. <laughs> October good. November good. And December good. In the name of Jesus. It shall be your month of testimonies. This last phase of the year shall speak amazing blessings for you. The kind of miracles and open doors you've not enjoyed since the year began, God will reserve them for the last phase of this month. In the name of Jesus, you are blessed. There shall be no evil news in your camp. I said no evil news around you. In the name of Jesus, so shall it be in Jesus' precious name. I will restore health unto you. I will restore health unto you. That's the prophetic focus for the month of September, just like it was read in the course of the service. I will restore health unto you. Now here it is, God's desire for every of his sons and daughters is to live in divine health. God does not want you sick. Help me tell your neighbor, God does not want you sick. Sickness is not part of the package. It's not. You can't serve God better when you are sick. So God wants you well. He wants you healthy. And that is what you will enjoy in the name of Jesus. I will restore him. Every time you hear the word restore, it means something was stolen. Every time you hear the word restore, it means something that was yours was taken. So when God is saying, I will restore health, what God is saying is that whatever the enemy has taken from you as it relates to your health, it shall be restored today. Now, health does not just only talk about the physical body. There are people that are financially sick. You've not seen? There are marriages that are sick. There are jobs that are sick. So when God is saying, I will restore health, don't just limit yourself by your mind to only the body. It covers every facet of your life. There are people's pockets that are sick. Glory to God. And God is saying this month, I will restore health. Perhaps for emphasis sake, we'll be focusing more on the body, but have this understanding that it covers every facet of your life so that you don't miss out of it. You say, thank God I'm not sick. Glory to God. Thank God I am not sick. And you can never be sick. Bodily, I say you can never be sick. Perhaps there is anyone sick here. Your healing is coming now. I said your healing is coming now. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. Let's read together Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 17. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 17. Today, I'd like us to put it on screen. I'd like us all to read it together. Jeremiah 30, verse 17. Let's read it together. One, two, go. For I will restore health unto thee, and will heal thee of thy wounds, saith the Lord, because they call thee an outcast, saying, This is Zion, whom no man seeketh after. Glory to Jesus. Because they call thee an outcast. You are serving God. Why are you still sick? You are serving God. Why are you still poor? You are serving God. How come you are still single? You are serving God. How come you are not married? You are still looking for a job everywhere. They call thee an outcast. God is saying, I will restore. 
Whatever has represented mockery in your life, this month it shall be turned to a testimony. Glory to Jesus. The first thing you need to enjoy divine health is restoration. Restoration. I will restore. If the enemy has stolen your health, then that means what you need the most is restoration. And restoration only comes from God. Not from man, not from doctors, from God. I see somebody's health being restored this morning. If that looks like you, let your amen be the loudest. He said, I will heal thee of thy wounds. There are many people that have been wounded. God is saying, I will heal thee. Many have been wounded. If you, if you see the heart of so many people, are you aware that internal wounds are more dangerous than outer, the physical one? In, even the doctors will tell you that. <laughs> internal injuries are more complicated than the one you see on the outside. Glory to God. When a person, there are people, they don't bleed outside, they bleed inside. And that one can lead to death. I hope we have some medical personnel here. Glory to God. That one can easily kill. It, should, it kills faster than even the one you can see. The ones that you see, the scars you see can be treated. But the one inside is very difficult and very complicated. So what God is saying this month, I will heal both the internal injury which has to do with both your spirit, your soul, and also the physical injury, which has to do with your body. Every facet of your life shall be healed this month. I say they shall be healed this month in the name of Jesus. But for this service, we'll be focusing on is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there balm in Gilead? Are you sure? You will enjoy that balm in Gilead. In the precious name of Jesus. Glory to God. The word balm speaks of a medicinal oil. That is used to treat. It's a medicinal oil. A very unique and special oil. Glory to God. It is used to heal. It is used to cure. And the greatest balm you can ever find on earth. Is the word of God. So the balm in Gilead is the word of God. Say with me the word of God. The word of God is the balm in Gilead. The word of God is the balm in Gilead. Now here this in Jeremiah chapter 8. If you read from verse 20 to 22. Jeremiah chapter 8 from verse 20 down to 22. Glory to God. He said, The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. For the heart of the daughter of my people, I am hot. I am black. Astonishment has taken hold on me. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the hearth of the daughter of my people recovered? Why are people still sick in church? Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Are there no pastors? Are there no prophets in the house of God? Why are people still sick? We'll show you certain reasons why people still fall sick. Glory to God. Reasons why Christians are still sick. And the number one is sin. Say with me, sin. 
Say it louder. Say sin. Until sin came, there was no sickness. Sin brought sickness. When God created man and created the garden, God never created anything medicinal. Every tree in the garden was meant for food. Glory to God. It was after the fall of man that God now initiated herbs, mercy. The original intention of God was that man will live a healthy life. And that same intention will find fulfillment in somebody's life. If that looks like you, let your amen be the loudest. In Proverbs chapter 4 from verse 20 to 22. Proverbs 4, 20 to 22. Glory to God. Proverbs 4 verse 20. He said, my son, attend to my word. Incline thy ear unto my saying. Let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. Let's read verse 22 together. One to go. For they are life unto those that find them. And health to all their flesh. So the greatest cure you need for any form of sickness is the word of God. It's not grandpa. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's not grandpa. The word of God. There is no form of sickness that the word of God cannot handle. The reason, another reason why people are sick, the first reason we said is sin. Another reason why people are sick is lack of God's word. When you are dried of God's word, you fall sick. Glory to Jesus. The word of God is what keeps you going as a believer. The word of God is what keeps you strong and healthy. The word. The word. If you can stock your system with God's word, you can't be sick one day. Somebody after today, you will enjoy divine health. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Healing is God's package for his children. But health is the heritage of sons. Healing is God's package for his children. Healing speaks of you were sick. And a strange force comes upon you and you are healed. That's healing. But health is only for sons. And sons are those who have knowledge of the world. Those who have understanding of who they are. Those are sons. Are we together? Many people are sick because they don't have knowledge of God's world. That's why they are still sick. But after today, you will never again be sick. I say you will never again be sick in the name of Jesus. In Psalms chapter 107 verse 20. Psalm 107 verse 20. God is sending his word to somebody today. And that word will heal you of every affliction. That amen is not loud enough. He said he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. He healed them and he delivered them from their destruction. Somebody shall be delivered today. You know, many Christians think they don't need deliverance. They think that when you are, when you are saved, you don't need deliverance. Christians need deliverance the more. Are we there? It only depends on the kind of deliverance. We need deliverance every day of your life. You should check when Jesus was teaching his disciples how to pray. He said, lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from what? That's another form of deliverance. 
You know, when you tell some people you need deliverance, they think it's when, because they are demonically possessed. No. You don't need to be possessed to be delivered. There is deliverance from evil. Glory to God. There is a, a point where God delivers you from evil. There is another form of deliverance when God will deliver your enemies into your hands. That's the one I like. Glory to God. When God delivers your enemies, that's a deliverance. You don't know it's a deliverance. He delivers your enemies into your hands. He says, your hands shall be at the neck of where? Your hands shall be where? At the neck of your enemies. The neck. And the neck speaks of control. Yes or yes? Wherever you turn to is a function of the neck. Have you seen people that have neck challenge? You call them behind, they have to turn. Why? Because the control valve has been affected. And the Bible says your hand shall be at the neck of your enemies. That means you are the one controlling your enemies. <laughs> Glory to God. After this service, may God put your hands at the neck of your enemies. That is to say, you determine what happens to them. They are not the one that determines what happens to you. You determine who is sick and who is healthy. I shared with you last time, there was a time some years back, I was having terrible sickness. Was it malaria or typhoid? Which one is bigger? <laughs> ah, you people are enjoying health. I'm telling you, see somebody have flu, you say I'm not going to work because of flu. Flu, come to our place. Heavy malaria. <laughs> Glory to God. See malaria. I became so sick one time that God didn't want to prescribe medicine for me. God, I'm telling you the truth. In the revelation, he told me, he said, go and get Amala. Amala. I've never heard the name before. I mean, God prescribed. Some of you may not understand. <laughs> Glory to God. Is this somebody have flu? He said, I can't go to work. He said, why? He said, I have flu. 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 Honorary kata. Kata. Flu. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. After this service, I say, you will never again be sick. When you have knowledge of God's word, you are the one that determines who is sick around you and who is healthy. Glory to God. You are the one that determines. I was in my room. I couldn't go out. Shaking, shivering, lost appetite. Couldn't eat. In my room. And then I was not married. So even if I had died, yeah, nobody would have known. <laughs> Glory to God. I was in the room all through. Nobody, no friend who came to look for me. I was just there. And guess what? I had my neighbor, unbeliever. He was playing jam. Ah. Me, Christian, believer, I was sick. My neighbor was jumping and dancing. He said, Wah. I said, that wahala is coming. <laughs> Glory to God. We see danger, danger. Wahala. You know that song? You know it? How did you know it? <laughs> Glory to God. He was jumping and he was dancing. I said, Father, Father, this is an irony. Me, believer, sick. Unbeliever is healthy. I transfer. <laughs> I said, Let there be a divine transference, divine switch. Glory to God. Divine switch. What nonsense? What nonsense? How can I be sick and unbeliever is healthy? I said, Because of this sickness, of all the unbelievers around me, I command them sick. Of you say it's not fair. Okay, you will die in sickness. <laughs> Glory to God. 
There are things you can't fight, transfer it. It's transferable. <laughs> Anything is transferable. Glory to God. It's just a consciousness of the world. When you have consciousness of who you are based on the world, you can do anything. Glory to God. I transferred it immediately. The following morning, I became healthy. When I was dressing up to go to work, I saw my neighbor. He was still covering blankets. <laughs> I said, oh boy, what happened? His name is Michael. Michael, what happened? He said, I don't know. Within me, I said, I know. <laughs> I know. How can I be sick and you are healthy? For what? Glory to Jesus. After today, you won't suffer sickness. You won't suffer affliction. In the name of Jesus. But there are few knowledge you must have when it comes to God's word for you to enjoy divine health. Number one, what you must know to enjoy divine health, you must understand that the word of God is medicinal. Say with me, the word of God is medicinal. There is no medicine that is as strong as the word. No tablet, no prescription is stronger than word prescription. The word of God is medicinal. From where we just read, it said it is health to their flesh. Pay attention to my word. He said they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. So when you take in God's word, your flesh cannot be sick. Glory to Jesus. Your flesh cannot be sick. The reason why people fall sick is because their flesh is still controlling them. If your flesh has greater power over your spirit, then you will be sick. That's what makes people sick. When your flesh is more strengthened than your spirit man, you will fall sick, you will break down. Because this flesh is heavy, the spirit is light. So when you allow the flesh to gain so much weight, and it's not coming on your spirit, overshadowing your spirit man, very soon you break down. Glory to God. And you are aware that many people spend more attention, they give more attention to their flesh than their spirit. That's the reason for the sickness in town. That's the reason why many believers are down. They pay more attention to their flesh and they keep their spirit man weak. Glory to God. Imagine somebody eat four times a day. Four times. Are you doing competition? Four times. As early as 6 a.m., you already have toothpick in your mouth. <laughs> 6 a.m. He said, no, 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 I, I don't joke with my stomach. I don't joke with my stomach. You will joke with your destiny. <laughs> Remember we told you last time, we said to permanently and consistently fill your stomach is to empty your destiny. To consistently fill your stomach is to empty your destiny. There are people, their spirit man is weak, but their body is heavy. Heavy. Glory to God. They are adding weight physically or spiritually. They can't even pray for five minutes. They are yawning. No prayer. They can't remember when last they fasted. So if you want to stay healthy, feed more on the world. Are we together? You wrote down Job chapter 4, 20 to 22. Also write down Job, sorry, Proverbs 4, 20 to 22. Now write down Job 33 from verse 21 to 25. Job 33 from verse 21 down to 25. Glory to Jesus. He said, the flesh is consumed away that it cannot be seen, 
and his bones that we have not seen stick out. Verse 22. Yea, the sword draweth near unto the grave, and his life to the destroyers. If there be a messenger with him, an interpreter, one among a thousand that show unto man his uprightness, then he is gracious unto him. May God be gracious unto somebody. And said, deliver him from going down to the pit. I have found a ransom. What is the ransom? The word of God. Verse 25. His flesh shall be fresher than a child's. He shall return to the days of his youth. I thought somebody would say amen to that. The moment you locate God's word, you locate scriptures, you become naturally healthy. You are delivered from going down to the pit. From being consumed and swallowed up by sickness. Glory to Jesus. I see head being restored to somebody. If you believe it, say louder, amen. amen. Number two, the word of God is surgical. Number one, we said the word of God is medicinal. Number two, the word of God is surgical. Surgical. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. The word of God is surgical. And like we all know, verse, verse 12, it says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing where? Piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow. The word of God is surgical. And it's a designer of the thoughts. That's canon. Scanning machine. And intent of the heart. That's history. So the word of God is surgical. No matter what you are going through now as an affliction, as a sickness, if you spend time with God's word, it can chase it out of you. It will operate. The word of God performs self-operation. Glory to God. It will operate it out. We have seen fibroid melt out of people. Fibroid. No, no cut, nothing. If you go to the doctor, the doctor must cut to bring things out of you. Glory to God. But God does not need to cut. The word of God does not need to pierce your skin. Tamper with your flesh. It goes right to where it is and bring it out. Glory to Jesus. We've seen situations where doctors will cut people open only to get to the point and discover that that's not the place. They have to reopen another place. Several occasions. Several occasions. There was one of our daughters then that was almost giving up. They forgot wool inside her wool. You know this wool they use in cleaning blood and all that. They left it inside her and stitched. So the thing fermented and started bringing out pros. That's man. They can make mistakes. But the word of God does not make mistakes. Glory to Jesus. Let the word operate on you and you'll be free forever. Let the word of God operate on you and take that infirmity out of you. May the word enter somebody today. That amen is not loud enough. One major thing about every surgery is that every surgery is painful. Every surgery is painful. So go through the pains of studying. Sit down and study the word. Some people are sick here. They are still chatting. Chatting on WhatsApp. Chatting. And you have sickness. Settle down with the word. Lord, until you heal me, I remain here with you. Glory to God. It's painful. Pay the price. Glory to God. Number two thing about surgery. Every surgery involves blood. In the physical. 
There's no doctor that will perform a surgery without blood. There must be a spill of blood. Number three, every surgery takes something out of you. Glory to God. So when we say the word of God is surgical, the word of God takes out what is not of God, sickness, disease, affliction, HIV, whatever they call it, it takes it out of you. So if you allow God's word perform the surgery, it takes out what is not of God that is inside of you. And that shall be somebody's testimony in the name of Jesus. And every surgery, like we said, it involves cutting or opening. There must be an opening. Glory to God. There must be a piercing. There must be an opening for a surgery to be performed. Allow the word of God open you up. Let the word of God gain access into your life. Let the word of God enter your spirit man. And you will not need to be sick again. Can I pray for somebody? Anyone sick here in this auditorium this morning. I decree that the healing power of Jesus come upon you now. May the word of God enter your spirit now. And bring out every affliction in the name of Jesus. Never again will you be called sick. You believe it, say louder, amen. amen. I say never again will you be called sick. In the precious name of Jesus. May the healing hand of God rest upon you. From the crown of your head down to the sole of your feet. In the name of Jesus. Say with me, I am healed. Say with me, I am healed. Say I live in divine health. Say I refuse to be sick. I cannot be sick. Say confidently, I cannot be sick. Glory to God. I cannot be sick. I cannot be sick. Sickness is not of God. It's not. It's not of God. Don't pray to be sick. Don't wish it. Some people think sickness. They say, my sickness always come. <laughs> my sickness. It always come around towards the end of the year. A lady met me and said, sir, I don't attend Shiro. I said, why? But you are a winner. She said, yes. She said, I don't attend Shiloh. I said, why? She said, because Shiloh time, I'm always sick. Always bedridden. Shiloh time. All the Shilohs. <laughs> Glory to God. He said, that my sickness always comes from towards the end of November. So the sickness has given her a timetable. And she's a very faithful student. Following the timetable. <laughs> consistently for years. Glory to God. It's not your sickness. It's not your disease. Bible says he took it away. If Jesus took it, so where did you find it from? And God's servant, Pastor David Ibiomi said, took means took. <laughs> took means what? Took. He took it. So if you have it, it means you stole it. Glory to God. Jesus took it. If you have it, then you did what? You stole it. Because he took it. How did you get it? Every sickness hiding in your body, today they are coming out of you. I said they are coming out of you. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Because of time, we'll quickly roll down to miracle marriage banquet. How many of you are believing God for a miracle marriage? Glory to God. Your season has finally come. Your time has finally come. Your day of settlement has finally come. In the name of Jesus. Now, the first thing you must note about miracle marriage is that God wants you married. God wants you married. That is God's intention for you. 
It is the will of God that everyone gets married. And also understand that God is the author of marriage. Genesis chapter 2 verse 18. God is the author. He's the founder. He's the one that instituted it. Glory to God. God is the author of marriage. And we are always told that the oldest institution on earth is marriage. The oldest institution on planet earth is marriage. You can find all that from the book of Genesis. Glory to God. God's plan is for everyone who so desire to be married, to be married. That's God's plan. Everyone that desires to be married, it is God's wish that you get married. And you are getting married. I say you are getting married. Today, God is going to be dealing with every marital spell. Every curse that has been hanging on people's destiny. That's why you see a man at 45, he say, I'm still young. 45. <laughs> Glory to God. He say, I'm waiting for the will of God. When your family is waiting for you to write your will. Every spare, blindfolding spare. They will see beautiful sisters. They will be looking like a billow. They can't see. Today, every such spell shall be broken. A man at 50, young sisters are still calling you baby, and you are answering. It's, a, it's an affliction. And today, <laughs> glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. So, tell your neighbor, God wants you married. Ask the person, are you married? Are you married? Are you married? If a single brother is sitting close to you, ask him, what are you doing here? This seat is for married people. Glory to Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. Now, keys to enjoying miracle marriage. Quickly. Keys to enjoying miracle marriage. Number one, enter a covenant with God. Enter into a covenant with God. Enter into, if you want to enjoy miracle marriage, enter into a covenant with God. You know, we have been postponing, postponing our marriage uh, couple's nights. Yes, we will do it before this year runs out. Yes. Glory to God. After the operation, we will do that. It's going to be a glorious night. If you have not registered, you better go and register. Because late registration attracts fee. Glory to God. We'll have a glorious time in God's presence. But let's address those that are single, those that are believing God to be married quickly. Enter into a covenant with God. What kind of covenant? Covenant of holiness. If you want to enjoy a miracle marriage, be holy. Be holy. There are people that are single physically, but before God, they are married. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Physically, they are single. There are people that come to me, they come to, for counseling at the office. And as I'm praying for them, I ask them a question. Are you married? They say no. But I say, well, I see somebody standing by you. Yeah, pastor. Pastor. Yeah. So such people, when you are praying for marriage, God is asking, what are you praying for? <laughs> You're already married. <laughs> Glory to God. Enter into a covenant. If you are single, be single indeed. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Be single indeed. Let God know that you are truly single. Let God know. Enter into a covenant of righteousness. A covenant of holiness. Many have sold their bodies. That's the reason why they can't be married. 
Men keep breaking their heart. And I discovered something. Men don't break hearts. They only break relationships. <laughs> Glory to God. They break relationships. They don't break hearts. Is there any brother that has broken somebody's heart here? What did you break? Is it not a relationship? Glory to God. Enter into a covenant because there are a few tips we will show you. There's no time. Glory to God. Now, right is that number two. Beware of pride. If you want to enjoy a miracle marriage, beware of what? Of pride. Beware of pride. This has kept many brothers single. Many sisters single. Pride. I don't take any bullshit. I don't take that shit. You will eat it all. <laughs> Glory to God. Pride. Pride. I was sharing with you last Sunday. How can a single sister, you are not married, you are carrying a bag of 15,000, handbag, 15,000, and you expect a brother to come and propose? Glory to God. Pride. Pride. It has kept many, many, many. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 12. Proverbs 18, verse 12. It said, before destruction, heart of a man is what? Haughty. And before honor is humility. If you want to be honored with a miracle marriage, be humble. Tell your neighbor, be humble. The reason why we have so many single parents today is pride though. Part of it is pride. Part of it is pride. Are you aware that some single parents, if they knew what they know now, they would not have been single. Glory to God. Pride. Pride. What is affecting most marriages today is pride. Pride. The reason for the shakings in most homes is pride. If you are not married and you make mistake, it's me and you in this church. If you are married, receive grace to endure. <laughs> Glory to God. See, my grace is what? Sufficient. Pride. He said, I didn't know it was it's like this. I didn't know it's like, he has been like that. People don't change. People only improve. Are you hearing what I'm saying? People don't change, they only improve. You see a brother that is very proud. He comes to your house, he sits down in the parlor without greeting anybody. Ah, run over. Run. That's pride. He sees your pastor, he say hi. And you are in a relationship with him. No respect, no value for anybody. Sees your uncle, he say hi, uncle. Glory to God. No respect, no value. And yet you see a sister, you say, that's, that's my guy. That's the guy, I can, the kind of guy I want. Glory to God. We told a sister, we said, ah, why don't you pray? This brother can be good for you. He said, no, no, no. Ah, always wearing tie and suit. And no, 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 no. That's not my kind. See, I like guys that have effect. Effect. <laughs> effect. <laughs> 
May they not affect your destiny. <laughs> Glory to God. Have you not seen some sisters? They, they, don't, they don't enter into a relationship with normal people. It's always people that are abnormal. Those are the ones they will meet. Those that have tattoo. <laughs> abnormal, abnormal relationship. Glory to God. I used, in one of my stations that I was pastoring, I used to have a member. His name is Harry. Harry will be walking. Harry will be walking like this. I said, Harry, walk straight now. He said, Pastor, I'm straight. I'm straight. <laughs> Glory to God. So if you want to enjoy miracle marriage, beware of pride. Pride has destroyed so many homes. Pride has destroyed, has crashed so many marriages. A woman wants to play the role of the man in the house. You want to be the one making decisions. Glory to God. You want to be the one giving instruction in the house. Are you aware men don't take instructions? It's their nature. They can only take advice from you. Men don't like taking instruction. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because no man wants another mother. Or another elder sister. <laughs> you know, moms will always give you instruction. Elder sisters will always want to prove to you that they are older than you. If you now behave like that as a woman, it begins to react. Men prefer suggestions. Suggestions. Glory to God. If you want to enjoy marriage, beware of pride. It has destroyed so many women. But yours will not be destroyed. I say yours will not be destroyed. And also take note number three, character character. This is very important. You want to enjoy miracle marriage, work on your character. There are so many mannerless people in church. Characterless. And when you lack character, you end up a disaster. Work on it. Work on it. Because the truth is this. You don't get what you desire. You only, you don't attract what you want or what you desire. You only attract who you are. You attract who you are. That's the truth. If you want to enjoy miracle marriage, you will only attract who you are. So don't pray for a perfect man. Just be a perfect woman. Don't pray for a perfect woman. Just be a perfect man. God will give you somebody that matches you. So if you are running around town sleeping with all the sisters... God will give you a sister that has been running around the whole community sleeping with all the brothers. That is because you attract who you are. If you are a liar as a brother, God will give you a lie as a wife. <laughs> Glory to God. You know you have employer and you have employee. So if you are a liar, you get a lie. <laughs> Please pardon me. Is there any English like that? <laughs> Glory to God. So you attract your person. In marriage, that's what you attract. That's what you attract. Imagine if God had given me somebody that is into business. Ah, I would have been frustrated. That's the truth. Somebody that likes business goes to a bar, goes to a sister, man, goes to a <laughs> Glory to God. So God gives you what you are. So that is why you must work 
on your character. Are we together? Are we together? Number four, be prepared for marriage. Be prepared for marriage. If you read the book of Ruth chapter 3, from verse 1 to 3, you see about four or five qualities there. Many are not prepared for marriage. They are not. They are not prepared. They are only preparing for wedding. <laughs> Glory to God. Many are not prepared for marriage. They are only preparing for wedding. If you ask a lady that wants to get married now, what, what's your plan? What's your plan? Ah, we have bought our gown. We want to buy our ring now. That's wedding. That's not marriage. And many enter into marriage with the mentality of wedding. They enter into marriage with preparation for wedding. You will fail. So prepare for marriage. How do you prepare for marriage? Ask yourself, what need in a woman can you meet now? What need in a woman can you satisfy? Or what need in a man can you meet now? There are ladies who can't cook. They can't cook. Glory to God. A brother was crying in my office. I almost sent him out. He married one of the sisters. I won't mention where the sister is from. Mar you know. <laughs> Glory to God. So after service, you can go and ask her. She says she knows. <laughs> Glory to God. Doesn't know how to cook. Married her. These are people that have been used to KFC right from bed. Right from when they were in the womb, they've been eating KFC. <laughs> Nando's. Glory to God. And the brother got married. One day, gave the sister, after they got married, huge amount of money. I think about eight or nine thousand. So he stop the house. Just buy food stuff. Stop the house. <laughs> sister went and bought chocolate. Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. <laughs> chocolate. Biscuits, biscuits. Yogurt. <laughs> Is that what you eat for the whole month? Learn it. Learn how to cook. Prepare for marriage. Are we together? Prepare for marriage. If you must enjoy a miracle marriage, understand temperaments. There are some men that are very short-tempered. Glory to God. If you two now become short-tempered, both of you will become shorter-tempered. <laughs> so understand temperaments. These are things that helps you prepare for marriage. Now, quickly, also write this down. Number what now? Number five or number four, whichever number. Have a relationship with God. Have a relationship with God. The first thing your relationship with God does is that it builds your confidence. When you are, when you are very close to God, it builds your confidence. Glory to God. So have a relationship. Until you have a relationship with God, don't go into a relationship with any man. Until you have a relationship with God, don't look for any life partner. Ensure that your relationship with God is cordial, is strong. If you are not sure and a brother comes to propose, tell him to wait. Because it builds your confidence. Glory to God. It builds your confidence. That is why if somebody will tell you you are beautiful. Appreciate them, but don't let it get you into your head. Is it here you say I'm beautiful? Appreciate them. Thank you for it. It has built your confidence. You know, you know you are beautiful. Why? Because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. He said, I'm a royal what? Priesthood. Glory to God. It builds your, your relationship with God. Builds your confidence. Are we together? Are we together? And please take note of this. 
never, never get into the house of any man until he has done what he's supposed to do. There are people that are with women, they don't know their parents. What an insult. He has never been to your family house. Doesn't know anybody in your family. And you are in his house. What a shame. What a shame. I hope I can talk this morning. I will talk. You have already dropped your offering, so no problem. <laughs> you can't change your mind. <laughs> they let them give me my offering back. It's already too late. <laughs> Are we together? Glory to Jesus. Number two thing that will help you on number six now. Knowledge, 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 knowledge. In Matthew chapter 19, if you read verse 3, some people came to meet Jesus. They say, is it good for a man to put away his wife? Now, let's read it. Matthew chapter 19, verse 3. He said, the Pharisees also came unto him, tempting him and saying unto him, is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? Can you imagine? Now, go to the next verse, verse 4. And he answered and said unto them, have you not read knowledge? What helps you enjoy marriage is knowledge. Single sisters, go for knowledge. Single brothers, go for knowledge. How many books have you read about marriage? How many? Glory to God. Go for knowledge. If you want to enjoy peace in your home, you must read. You must read. Any man that does not read is a figurehead. That's the truth. If we always have crisis in the home. There are some materials I read. The moment I finish reading, I forward it to my wife. I forward it to her. Let her read it too. It helps us. Glory to God. Read. Tell your neighbor, read. Tell the person again, say, read. Knowledge. This is very important. The crisis in many homes is because partners don't read. Preparing for marriage, but yet they are not reading. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7, he said, deal with women according to knowledge. Deal with them according to knowledge. So if you don't have knowledge, you can't deal with women. You can't handle women if you don't have knowledge. Are we together? So knowledge is very important. And what, when we say knowledge, what area? Knowledge in so many ways. Let's see how, how fast we can pick them. Number one, knowledge on how to walk. Learn it. Learn how to walk. Learn how to talk. Glory to God. It's not everything you say. There are times you, you shut your mouth. If you want to enjoy marriage. It's not everything you say. Learn how to talk. Have you not seen brothers that are talking like women? <laughs> A sister will ask him, how are you? He said, I'm fine. A brother. Glory to God. Learn how to talk. Learn how to talk. Learn how to walk. <laughs> the reason why some sisters are still single is the way they walk. Glory to God. The way they walk. Learn it. Those are things you learn. Have knowledge. Even if you are going on the internet, those are the things you should be checking. Number three, learn how to dress. Are we together? Learn it. Color combination. Very important. Some people with dress, they look like firefighters. <laughs> They look like firefighters. Learn it. Learn it. When your colors are more than four, it's color riot. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
When his mother, maximum, as a maximum, four scholar riots. Purple tie, yellow shirt, pink suit, green trouser, <laughs> red shoe. Are you a Sangoma? Glory to Jesus. Are we together? Your physical appearance is very important. Very important. Dress well. Dress well. The women will carry one hair for nine months. Is it pregnancy? <laughs> Dress well. They say, who is looking at me? People are looking at you. People are looking at you. Are we together? Dress well. Dress well. Have you not seen some brothers? They look like touts. On a Sunday service, imagine a brother will wear slippers to church. On a Sunday service. Dress well. Now hear this, hear this. As a brother, even if you are not responsible, when you are well dressed, sisters will think you are responsible. That's the truth. When you are well dressed, people believe that you are a responsible person. You don't know. The way people judge you, even if they've not talked with you, they've never met you, the way they judge you is by your dressing. Dress well, look good. You mustn't be expensive. No matter what you have now, your size of shop is somewhere. <laughs> no matter the amount you have, there is a shop that is made for you. Just locate it and go there. In our place, they call it bend down select. You must bend down. <laughs> Glory to God. Locate it. Just know where it is. You can go towards the cool of the day. <laughs> Bible says Nicodemus came by night. So you can go close to the evening. Let nobody see you. Just enter. Pick and show. Some of those things are even better. So know your size. You mustn't be expensive. Are we together? Your dressing. Your outward appearance matters. As a sister, as a brother, you are preparing for marriage dress neat. All the time. All the time. All the time. In my place, I told them, I say, if you want to marry a sister, don't marry during Christmas period because everybody is fine during Christmas. <laughs> marry during Hamatan. There's a weather we call Hamatan. You don't have it here. Oh, Jesus. Glory to God. It will, it will design your face. <laughs> Give you another face. Glory to God. Your outward appearance. It will help you in marriage. Somebody will succeed. You won't fail in marriage. Now, what are the hindrances to a miracle marriage? Number one is crosses. There are satanic spells that fight against homes, fight against marriages. And we are going to deal with it this morning. Rise to your feet. Glory to Jesus. Whatever has stood as a hindrance against your marital destiny, God will be handling it this morning. I say God is handling it this morning. If you believe it, say louder, Amen. You have been empowered for all-round victory, exploit, and unquestionable dominion over all life challenges. The end has come to all struggles in Jesus' name. 
please share your testimonies with us by calling us on 031-301-6266 or 074-575-9240. You can equally send us an email to wmadaben at yahoo.com. Best of all, come hear the man of God live as you worship with us at in Durban. Our services hold on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. for English and Zulu interpreted services and on Wednesdays at 5.30 p.m. God bless you.